say like behind the what, light. You want me to move the drums back here? Good morning, everyone, and good morning to everyone tuning in on Facebook and YouTube. Wonderful to see you all. You picked a great day to be here, let me tell you. It is going to be an exciting morning. We get to worship the Lord together, and we get to witness three miracles of grace be baptized this morning. So, um, are you excited? All right. Now your your shouting is going to come in in into play a little bit later in a couple songs. So I'm going to need I'm going to explain that to you in just a minute. But we're going to need you for that. Let's stand together, everybody. Let's sing it. I'm alive because you're alive. I'm free because you set me free. I'm alive. I'm alive in you, Jesus. I'm yours because you said it so. I'm loved and you won't let go. I'm alive. I'm alive in you, Jesus. Oh, Spirit, come, bring revival to our land. This hope we have, our God's not dead, He is alive. And He is Jesus, nothing and no one can stop Him. Nothing strong as our God is, our God is Our God, our God is alive, oh, yes, he is. Hey, death, release your sting, no sin, flame on me, I'm alive, I'm alive in you, Jesus. No grave, hold my King, he stands. Victory is alive, is alive in me, Jesus. Oh, you're alive, you're alive in me, Jesus. And He is Jesus. Nothing you know and can stop Him. Nothing you can stop Him. Our God is alive. Now we are walking in freedom. 
cases off of those seats. Why did I leave those there? Because I'm a high-maintenance artist, that's why. Goodness gracious. Okay, family, you can kind of sit down. I'll just call it saving your seats, I guess. Okay, before we move on here, just a really quick, quick little instruction, and this is going to be especially fun for y'all, but I thank you for everybody. Whenever I say the letter or the, the, the letters, the numbers, one, two, you're immediately going to follow it up with a, hey, hey. So it's going to go like this. One, two. You got it. Here we go.
Everybody have a seat. Glad you're here today. Joy, can you take this, please? Thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see everybody. Those of you on YouTube uh, or Facebook, we're really glad you're joining us today. Welcome. And, uh, yeah, today is an exciting day. Uh, Today is a day of celebration. And I'm really looking forward to this. The reason I was not jumping up and down in that last song, which is a fun song, or turning, spinning all around... Uh, and the reason you will not see me baptize our kids today is I hurt my back yesterday washing my car. So if you see me moving stiff, you know, I don't want, <coughs> excuse me, no old jokes, okay? <coughs> excuse me. Still recovering from COVID, too. All right. One day I'm going to be healthy, all right? Actually, one day Jesus is coming again. I'm going to get my glorified body, and I'm going to ride my bike from Alaska to Argentina with my mom. And anybody else that wants to join me. All right. So what, what I'm going to do, y'all want to join me too? That sounds like fun. We'll do that. We'll do that. I, I, I think in the new heaven, new earth, I, I think there's a place for, for golfing, guys. I, I, I think golf will actually be in heaven. Some of you, though, because of your golf words, will be banned from the golf course. Um, but, but I think there will be a place for cycling. Uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to read for you a text of Scripture. We will have it on the screen. I would encourage you, if you have your Bible, to open up. If you have a smartphone and you want to read it on your smartphone, that's great. But we're going to have it up here on the screen. But I want to read for you uh, a Scripture, uh, Luke chapter 15. We're going to read the whole chapter together and talk briefly about that. And I'm going to share with you a story, something that happened two weeks ago. With my, uh, with my daughter-in-law, Jessica, and with Caleb, our son. And uh, just a, an amazing story of someone who was lost, found, in the celebration that ensued. And then I want to just share with you a few comments, and we're going to baptize some of our kids today. The Bible says this in Luke chapter 15. Jesus says, or the Bible says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. Real quick here, real quick. There are two kinds of sinners. Two kinds of sinners. All right, there are there are irreligious sinners, people who confess no religion at all, and then there are religious sinners. All right, and what we need to understand is everybody needs to repent. We need to understand that everybody is lost without Jesus, and there's no there's no I'm better than you are because I'm this you know you're that kind of sinner and I'm this kind of sinner. That all of us stand guilty before God. 
And so what happened is, is that now the tax collectors and the sinners, okay, and you can put sinners there in quotation marks, okay, the people that the religious people considered to be sinners, they were all gathering around Jesus. They were drawing near to him. Isn't that neat? I mean, they were just drawn to Jesus. Okay? They weren't drawn to religion. They weren't drawn to religion. They were drawn to Jesus. It says, but the Pharisees and the teachers, the religious people, uh, the teachers, the, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, muttered. Can you say mutter? Mutter. Yeah, they muttered. They were kind of complaining. Okay? They were kind of, you know, they don't like this Jesus guy. Hanging out with this kind of people. And they said this. They said, this man, meaning Jesus, they don't even say his name. They have so much contempt for him. They just say, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. You know what? We should all be willing to eat. With sinners, whether they're religious or irreligious. All right? It says, then Jesus told them this parable. And actually what he does is he teaches them three parables. But they all make the same point, And it's fantastic. Jesus told them this parable. He says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep. Okay? Pretend like for a moment. Try to pretend as best you can in a 21st century mindset. Try to pretend that you're a shepherd. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. You see that? He's joyful about it. He joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home and then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice! Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. And then Jesus says this. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 so-called righteous persons who believe they don't need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, and she says, Rejoice. There's that word again. Joyfully. Rejoice. Rejoice. She says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God. Over one sinner who repents. Just over one. Doesn't have to be a hundred. Doesn't have to be a thousand or a million. God gets exuberant in the presence of the angels. Over one person. One person. And Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. We got a father here. A father, he's got two sons. There was a, 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 a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the, of the estate. Basically what he's saying here is, Drop dead, Dad. I don't really care about you. I just want my inheritance now. I'd probably slap him in the head. Say, 
Forget it. But, you know, this dad, he's a little more gracious than me. He's, he's, he, he's, he, uh, so what the father does, he divided this property between the two sons. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs, something that Jewish people despised. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out, go back to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the the best robe. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger. And sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf. You know the one, the calf that we have been saving for that special occasion? Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast. Let's have a feast. Anybody like feast? Yeah. We're going to have one later today, okay? Yeah. Let's have a feast. and We're going to eat McDonald's. Let's have a feast and celebrate... For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So he began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, uh, he, your brother has come he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back. Safe and sound. This is supposed to be good news. It's supposed to be good news for the brother. The older brother, by the way, who's the older brother? The Pharisees and the teachers of the law. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you. And never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and 
He has found. You know, there are words that show up again and again in this text. One of the words that we see over and over again is lost. 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 Another word we see over and over again is found. 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 And these other words that we see are joyfully. He joyfully puts the sheep on his shoulders. Joy. That that the shepherd says, come rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. The woman who finds her lost coin, she says, she says, come and rejoice with me. I found my lost a coin. And with the Father, we see him, hey, we have to celebrate. Let's celebrate and be glad. And, and the other word that we see here again and again, or not word, but phrase, is that, that all heaven rejoices when one person, Just one lost person repents. All of heaven. And today, I believe that God Almighty, God Almighty, I believe that the one who spoke the word and a billion trillion stars were flung into existence with one word, His word. That This God who is amazingly, awesomely powerful and glorious, beyond imagination, that God today rejoices for Elijah, for Kalel, and for Isabella. And today we're going to rejoice as well. Let me tell you a story, and, and, and we'll get down to business here. Uh, two weeks ago yesterday, my, uh, my son... My son and his wife, Jessica, our daughter-in-law, daughter-in-love, Jessica, uh, they went to Point Reyes to go hiking. And uh, some of you may have read this story. Jessica actually wrote it out, put it on Facebook. And uh, just an amazing story. But they went out and they went hiking. And uh, they were on their way back. They had gone like 13 miles. They were on their way back. And they ran into some men, three men, who were all searching for a lost woman. And the woman had gone to up into this canyon, and she had gone to where there's a waterfall, and she decided to take a shortcut back. And on the shortcut, she fell down into a ravine, and she was disoriented and couldn't figure out where she was or how to get back to the trail. And so she was crying out for help. And because they were in this canyon and because of the way the sound carries, they could hear her voice, but they couldn't discern where she was coming from. And she could hear their voice, but couldn't discern where they were coming from. And so Caleb and Jessica began to search with the other three men, and they were searching and being careful not to leave the trail because the moment you got off the trail there, it was hard to find your way back. And so they were calling to her, trying to find her, and finally they just couldn't find her. And so the three men said, we're going to go back. We're going to go back to where we can find cell coverage. And uh, we're going to call search and rescue. So the three men left Caleb and Jessica there to continue to search for the woman. And they, be- they continued to search for a little bit. And they could hear her voice, but they couldn't tell where she was. And finally, uh, Caleb and Jessica just stopped and they prayed. And they said, God... Uh, This woman is lost. 
but you know. I'm sorry. But you know where she is. Please help us find her. And within five minutes, she called and they could tell the direction. And they began breaking off branches and they began just clawing their way through the wooded area. And they found this young woman. And Jessica writes, yeah, that's exciting, isn't it, Elias? When they saw each other, Jessica said they locked eyes, and the woman wept, and they just embraced each other. Total stranger, embraced like best of friends. And they made their way back to the, the, the trail, and this woman uh, just, she just sat down. She couldn't move. She couldn't walk anymore. She was just so exhausted and wept, wept tears of joy that she had been found. Uh, Jessica writes this. I, I'd like to share this with you. Is this okay? Jessica writes this. She says, as I've been thinking about this moment, I couldn't help but be reminded that this is what God does for us. How often do we stray into the unknown either by accident or by choice? Many of us walk our own way instead of sticking to the path that he gently guides us through. You ever been lost? But when we cry to him for help, he hears us. He breaks through the dense forest. He breaks through the dense forest to find us. The lost are found. I love how in this woman's case, it was when we prayed that we found her. And in the second we saw this complete stranger, we embraced like we had been friends for years. Her fear turned to joy the second she knew she was safe. She said, this is a beautiful picture of how Jesus seeks, finds, and saves lost souls. And then Jessica writes this. She said, it is good for me to be reminded that the Lord finds and embraces his lost children. And when we get back on the path that he has created for us, he gently helps us uh, to lead us home. Though the journey home may be painful, we are safe because he is there walking beside us. The lost. The lost are found. Thank you, Jesus. Today... We join the celebration of heaven. Today we celebrate. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, three young people. We've got Isabella Andrade. We have Elijah Protovinsky and Kalel Gatan. And guys, you can go ahead and come on up if you want to. And... Um, and so, uh, very quickly, we are celebrating their, um, their decision to follow Jesus. That's what we're doing today. That all three of these kids have made a profession of faith that they want to follow Jesus. They have repented, turned from their sin, and turned to Jesus. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. This is something to rejoice in and to celebrate. And so today we're joining the celebration of heaven. Real quickly, let me explain to you a little bit about baptism. And then I'm going to hand it over to Matt 
to uh, actually do the baptizing. And whoever's holding the mic for Matt will need to come up as well. Oh, there you are, Kayla. I didn't see you. Sorry. Uh, so, um, so very, very quickly, uh, Kalel, Elijah, and Isabella have all professed their faith in Christ and have asked to be baptized. Now, baptism is a part of how we celebrate a person's new birth in Jesus. Okay? And it is symbolic. Baptism itself is symbolic of the new birth in a couple of different ways. So first, just the idea of water, as water washes away dirt from our bodies, uh, the blood of Jesus washes away the guilt of our sin. And secondly, baptism is meant to be a symbol that spiritually, when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus to save us from our sin, it's like we die with Christ and are buried with him, and then raised up again with Christ to live a whole new kind of life. Not a perfect life, but a new kind of life of daily following Jesus. And so that's what we're celebrating today. A little later today, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a picnic in the park for anybody who is available who can come. If you don't have food with you, there's Popeye's right over here. They have good fried chicken. You can go to McDonald's. You can go to In-N-Out. You can go to Burger King. You can go to my favorite Taco Bell. Just kidding. Uh, but uh, you, can go, you can go to Rayleigh's. You can get some sushi if you want that, all right? Uh, but we'll continue the celebration there. But right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to... Uh, actually, are you going to walk with the kids for them to share their story and then baptize them? Okay. All right. So I'll let Matt do that. Is this in your way? Okay. Okay. So, uh, Isabella, we're going to have you uh, speak over here First, so this is Isabella, as Pastor Gary already said, and uh, you would like to share a few words about uh, why you've decided to get baptized? Sure. The reason why I want to be baptized is because I want to be reborn to Jesus. I love it. Thank you. Elijah, how about you, buddy? The reason I want to be baptized is to have a better relationship with God and, um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, sir. And Kalel. The reason why I want to be baptized today is because I trust in Jesus and I believe that He is my Lord and Savior. Okay. Isabella, you're first. Come on down here. Okay, thanks, Kayla. And pinch your nose there just to be safe. All right. Isabella, because of your decision to put your hope and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you, my sister in Christ, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and lean back. There we go. Okay, so grab my hand here. Go ahead and pinch your nose. 
All right, Elijah, because of your decision to put your hope and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you, my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Scoot forward a little bit. We'll make it fast, buddy. We'll make it fast. I need to get about three more heaters for this thing. Okay. Kalel, go ahead and cover your nose there. There you go. Kalel, because of your decision to put your hope and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you, my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. Fantastic. Isn't that exciting? All right, kiddos, y'all can make your way back to, to start getting... Uh, they, they need to get warm fast, all right? They need a change of clothes. Uh, real quick, uh, I want to just share with you today, If uh, I, I believe it's really important in this, uh, is that today, if you recognize that you are lost without Jesus... And today, if either in the reading of Scripture, the hearing of Scripture, or in the hearing of that story, you realize that you're just like that woman. You're like that woman. You are like that person who is lost. And you've come to recognize that today. And today, you want to be found in Jesus, and you want to be alive in Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity. And so I'd like to just share with you, Uh, a little prayer that I prayed, and I always say this a little bit different. I don't know exactly what I prayed when I was a kid, but I know it was something like this. I just said, uh, God, I am lost without Jesus. Uh, I have sinned against you, and I cannot save myself. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for going to the cross for my sin. Thank you for dying for me. I believe that you were raised on the third day. Today I call on your name. I ask you to forgive my sin and make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. Amen. And today, if that is your prayer, if that prayer expresses the desire of your heart, I want to just take a moment with you. And I'm going to repeat this again. And if this is your prayer, I'd like to to invite you to pray it with me as I pray it. God, I am lost without Jesus. I have sinned against you, and I cannot save myself. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for going to the cross for my sin. Thank you for dying for me. I believe that you were raised on the the third day. Today I call on your name. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. And today, if you prayed that prayer and you committed your life to Christ, uh, I just want you to know that today there is no condemnation for you in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. You can let go of all the shame of the past. That I want to let you know that in Christ Jesus, you are a new, new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. 
And I want you to know that in Christ Jesus, that absolutely nothing and no one can separate you from the love of God. And if you would like to celebrate your profession of faith, if you want to do it right now, well, I'll do it with you right now. I'll baptize you right here, right now. If you'd like to talk with me more about it before doing that, I'd love to talk with you. Uh, I know that Jen, she shared that, that uh, she went to a church during a baptism service, and it was there she committed her life to Jesus. And she was baptized immediately. So if you want to do that, I will baptize you. But, uh, but if you'd like to talk to me more about it, I would love to talk with you. You can talk to me immediately after church. If you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook, you can call me. Uh, my number is 707 290 uh, And if you didn't get all that, you can go back and listen to it again later. But, uh, or you can email me, you can call me, you can text me, or you can just catch me when you see me. But I would love to talk to you about your decision to follow Jesus. Um, at this time, what I want to do is uh, I want uh, our, our kids are still changing. I want to give them time to change so they can rejoin us, and we're going to continue our worship. Before we do that, though, I'd like you to just stand up, greet someone around you, maybe someone you haven't seen in a while, and, uh, and maybe ask them what they're going to be doing later today.
Okay, folks, let's make our way back to our seats here. What a wonderful morning it has been thus far. I'm so glad you all could be here to be a part of that. stand together and let's worship through music one more time. We've got a new song I want to introduce to you. Sort of a celebration of what we just witnessed. It goes like this. One, two, three. Oh, come, come to the water, all who are thirsty, come and be filled. Oh, come, come to the river, brothers and sisters, come and be healed, come and be healed. Let's sing that verse one more time. Come to the water. Oh, come, come to all who are thirsty, come and be filled. Oh, come, come to the river, brothers and sisters, come and be healed. Come and be healed. And we believe. Here we go. We believe in the kingdom come. We believe in the risen sun. He brings our hearts to life. Lord, we come with our hands up high. We believe that we're satisfied. He brings our hearts to life. Yeah, you bring our hearts to life. We are alive. We are alive. Oh, see, oh, see, people returning. Love of the Father drawing sin. Oh, see, salvation. Jesus, our Savior, light of the world, light of the world. We believe. We believe in the kingdom come. We believe in the risen sun. You bring our hearts to life. Lord, we come with our hands up high. We believe you will satisfy, bring our hearts to life. Yeah, you bring our hearts to life. 
Lord, bring revival. Let revival come. Let the people see the glory of your name. Sing it again, church. Let revival come. Let the people see the glory of your name. One more time. Let revival come. Let the people see the glory of your name. Let revival The glory of And we believe. We believe in the kingdom come. We believe in the risen Revival come. Let revival come. Let the people see the glory of your name. Let revival come. Let the people see the glory of your name. Once again. Let revival come. Let the people see the glory of your name. Glory of. Let revival come. Let the people see the glory of your name. Let's pray, church. God, we thank you so much for what we've been able to witness here today. We thank you for saving Isabella, Elijah, and Kalel. Thank you for saving them by your grace. Thank you for their decision to go public with their faith. And let every know, everyone here know what you're doing in their life. We're just so honored to be a part of this day and honored to be a part of the work that you are doing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat, everybody. All right. Uh, we were supposed to do a message on Exodus today, which I'm going to save for next week. But what I wanted to do was I just in light of what happened in Texas this last week and in light of what you witnessed today, I just wanted to speak to you a little bit about this, if I could, and to speak to you about what we are about as a church. Uh, as a church, uh, you will hear me say from time to time that our master is the Lord Jesus Christ, Right. He's our Lord, okay? Our master is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our mission is to make disciples, okay? It is to make disciples. It's actually to invite people to follow Jesus with us. And, uh, and, and our message is the gospel. Our message is the gospel. 
The Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. By the way, the word gospel literally means good news or good story. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. For everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For in it, in the gospel, the good news, the good story, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. Uh, from faith to faith. Or from faith for, from, from beginning to end. Uh, last week, all of us know something terrible happened in Texas. An active shooter named Salvador Ramos... Uh, went into Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, and shot and killed 19 children and two teachers. And there are a lot of things about this that are tragic. The the tragedy begins before the shooting. Just in the life of this young man, it was it was I was I was reading about him and reading a little bit about his background, and he grew up in a background where he was lonely. And he was mistreated, and he was bullied, and he was called Shooter. Long before he ever bought a gun, long before he ever took a weapon into an elementary school, he was already named Shooter. Now, I, how many of y'all were aware of this? Nobody was aware of this. Oh, Joy was. A couple. I saw a couple other hands go up. Um, you see, when we speak into people's lives every day, we speak words of life or we speak words of death. We sow seeds of grace or we sow seeds of ungrace by the things that we say and the way that we interact with people around us. It's kind of like a little snowball turns into a great avalanche. Oftentimes it starts very, very small. But in the end, it creates great devastation. And that's exactly what happened in Texas. None of what happened in Ramos' life justifies what he did. Nothing justifies that. But we need to understand that God has given us a message He has given us a message of grace to speak into the lives of people around us. The press is telling and retelling the story again and again and again. The story of 19 children, two teachers dying. The press is telling the story, the bad news, over and over again. This morning, you witnessed something beautiful. You did. You witnessed something beautiful in the lives of these children. You know, the press isn't going to tell their story. The stories of our children. Uh, The press has a story to tell, but we have a better story. The gospel. Today, you witnessed a better story. What our world needs from us, what it needs from you, and what it needs from me. What the world needs, what God wants for us. The world needs us to tell a better story. The good story. 
the gospel. And God wants us to tell the better story, the gospel. You know, this week I sat down with a, 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 with a group of children, about 20, 25 children. Most of you know that I spend most of my Thursdays going over to the Groves apartment over on Tabor and uh, Sunset, East Tabor and Sunset. And every Thursday I go over and I try to speak words of grace into the lives of these children. And most of these children are not, they, they're not attached to a church of any kind anywhere. And all they hear about Jesus, they hear from me. And a few other people who volunteer there. And uh, so this week, uh, these children were struggling with what happened in Texas. They were struggling with fear that what happened there could happen here. And uh, so I raised three questions for them. I said, why is there evil in the world? I thought, this is, this is a... This is... This is something that children ages 5 to 11, actually, <laughs> as old as the children in this room right now. Some of us, I'm not going to say your name or, or your uh, age, okay? But people struggle with this question, why is there evil in the world? Another question I raise to the kids is, can God bring something beautiful and good out of something evil and ugly? And then I raise the question, can God one day in the future restore the good in his creation? And what I shared with them is that God made all things good. When you read through the creation story and you read through the story of the Bible, because the Bible is one story. It's 66 books put together by 40 different authors over a time frame of roughly 1,500 years on three continents in three languages. Forty authors coming from very diverse ways of life and backgrounds. We have kings, we have farmers, we have fishermen, we have shepherds, uh, all different kinds of, a tent maker, a doctor, all different kinds of professions. And yet this, this anthology of 66 books written over 1,500 years has, it's one story, one story, that God made all things good in the beginning. God made all things good, and he said it six times, it was good. He said it six times. And then he said, it is very good. Because he wanted us to understand that everything that God made is good. But you and I know, you and I know, just from personal experience, reading the paper, watching the news, whatever, you and I know that there is evil in the world. But this is what we also know. is because of the sin of Adam, the sin of Eve, because of your sin, And my sin, suffering and death, has entered our world. That's very bad. God's creation is very good, but that is very bad. So God, in everything in the Bible, is preparing us for and pointing us to this time when God sent his son to die for us in our sin. So that through faith in him, him, anyone who calls on him may be saved. And that's what we celebrated today, the salvation of these children. I shared with these children uh, when I met with them on Thursday, I shared with them how something terrible became something beautiful. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, he was the innocent man. He was the innocent man. He was the one who was beaten to a point, he was just beaten to a bloody pulp. 
with a Roman scourge, beaten, beaten to a bloody pulp, and then a, a, a crown of thorns was pressed down onto his head. He was stripped of his clothing. I know we always like to clean it up when we show it in our movies. But the Bible says they stripped him of his garments to humiliate. The Romans weren't concerned about offending someone with nudity. They stripped him. They beat him. They, 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 drove, they drove nails, spikes through his hands and his feet. The killing of an innocent person is always bad. The killing of those innocent children is horrible. And, and on that day that Jesus died, for his disciples, it was the worst thing they could imagine. And yet three days later, God raised him from the dead. And God brought something beautiful and wonderful out of something that was ugly and evil. That's right, Elias, Elijah. You get it. That is something to celebrate. An innocent man suffered and God raised Jesus on the third day so that all who put the faith in him and on his name might be saved. And then I shared with these children that the Bible tells us that one day Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. We may see it in our generation. We may not. But one day Jesus is coming again. And when he does, he will restore his creation and make things all good again. And me and my mom and some of the kids here are going to ride our bikes from Alaska to Argentina. All right. This this story of what Jesus has done, we need to tell again and again and again. Why? Because the press won't tell our story. Because if we don't tell the story, no one else will. But we will. They don't know it. That's right, Elias. And so we want to share with them. We want to tell it to everyone who will listen. So uh, today, what we're going to do, I'm going to pray for us in a moment. Uh, we will, uh, later today, we're going to continue our rejoicing uh, with Elijah and with Kalel uh, and with Isabella. Uh, we're going to go over to Wood Creek Park. Uh, if you have not yet, uh, if you don't have a lunch, please just drop by, pick something up somewhere. Uh, the city of Fairfield will not allow us to distribute food at the park for a lot of different reasons. And uh, well, part of it is COVID. But, uh, but so we're all bringing our own food. But I want to encourage you to, to get something. And we'll just hang out and have some fun together and uh, play some games. My wife bought a Frisbee. I might throw it if I get daring. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but let me pray for us. I'm going to have the worship team go ahead and come on back up. Oh, wait a second. The worship team or is it, the, uh, is it Soul and Jet? Okay, all of you. Soul, Jet, uh, our worship team, come on back up. Let me lead us in prayer real quick, okay? God, you are great. You are awesome. You are good. You are the one who can redeem and recycle bad things for good. Lord, we rejoice that Jesus went to the cross for us that He suffered and died for us, so that through faith in Him, and calling on His name, and believing in Him, uh, we can be saved. And Lord, we rejoice. We rejoice today with Elijah, with Kalel, with Isabella, and how You have saved them. And God, help us to be uh, courageous, to live courageously, and to proclaim with all who will listen the good news 
that Jesus died for us and rose again. I pray this in Christ's name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Gary. All right. Let's go ahead. Okay. Soul, you got this? All right. Come on up here, honey. Will you welcome Soul to the stage, please? And Jet as well. Jet, come on up, buddy. You're ready. All right. My name is Soul, and I want to thank you all for being here today. I also want to remind you about our picnic in the park. Talking, wait, taking place after today's service at Wood Creek Park here in Fairfield. We'd love to see you all there. And with a high today of 79, it's shaping up to be a beautiful day. Also, I invite you to join us next Sunday, June 5th at 6.30 p.m. here at SUC for our revival prayer gathering. We, all, we will worship God together and we will pray for a revival in our families, in our church, in our, our community, our nation, and our world. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jet, and before we close out our service this morning, uh, we are going to worship God with our offerings. There are five different ways you can give. You can visit our website at www.savannahvalley.org backslash giving. You can tap the Give button on your SVC app. You can send a check to 1307 Oliver Road, Fairfield, California, 94534. You can text the word GIVE to 707-883-3019. If you're here in person, you can place your offering in the silver mail slot in the wall behind you, uh, behind the sound booth. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, and we thank you for your generosity and kindness. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's stand together, folks, and let's worship together one more time. This is the day.
grateful you were here today. We'll see you at the park in a little bit. Thanks for being here.